0: Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit whbcconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host, Pastor Larry White.
1: Welcome to Sunday Talks. We are in a series we're calling Baptist Statesmen. In fact, we're in the last edition of Baptist Statesman. I saved the best for last. I found a, another brother named Larry that I consider to be a, a statesman. This is Larry Grayson sitting across the table from me, who I consider a friend and somebody I have looked up to and admired for a long time. Uh, Arkansas guy, grew up in Camden, right? That's right. And uh, went to Washita, went to Samford University as well. Uh, served as a music minister in Arkansas. We said i get them all right. Ar- mainly Arkansas, but Arkansas and Texas, South Carolina. Alabama. Al- Alabama as well. And uh, so, in fact, in fact, kind of a family story. Uh, he has been music minister for my sister at a couple of different churches. So yes. First Baptist Sherwood and First Baptist Louisville. And so I've heard about him for years, even <laughs> before he came back to Arkansas. And then for 10 years, you served as the, uh, what was the title of the state convention? Is the
0: Director. The one that I settled with, because was music and worship consultant. Okay. They use the term a lot of times, worship specialist, but yeah. that, to me that means I have all the answers. And <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't accept that. <laughs> when
1: Larry has after, and then, it sort of maybe at, at towards the end of that, you began teaching some cl- courses at WashTalk. Correct. And then for the last, it's been two years now that you've been at the uh, yes. WashTalk Baptist University. Oh my working with worship studies and directing that department, and we'll at the end, we'll talk a little bit about that, but um, what I want to talk about, because this is primarily for Woodland Heights Baptist Church, though other people do watch this, um, I want to talk to our people, particularly those that, you know, we've been blessed, Larry, since you left. Maybe you sparked this, but we've had a just phenomenal growth. I've watched that, A lot of yes. folks join our church, and some of them, there is a generation that does not know Larry Grayson. So I, I want them to know this story. Plus, I want to recall that with the folks that were there. So I'd been at the church about a year, a little over a year when you came. Right. Um, I, we were going through interim time and in worship and really just, and I would express this with folks that were there before, but we, we kind of all agreed on this. We agreed on this when I was going through the search process. As a church, we didn't have, and I think you may have coined the term, at least you did for me anyway, a worship identity. We didn't know who we were. We were, we were, I I would say this and I say this kindly, we were schizophrenic. We were just, we were just, everything was, we couldn't really figure out what we were supposed to be and to do. And you helped, you helped me with that and then in turn helped the the church. But just, I want to just talk back about that and, and, you know, coming into that situation, even with choral leadership, I was explaining this to Caleb this morning when we were driving up here about how you came in and um, just, the folks, the folks just accepted your leadership, and, and from my viewpoint, maybe they didn't from yours, but from my viewpoint, they did immediately and were very responsive. And I tell Greg Childress this quite often, that we are where we are today as a church because of you laying a foundation for us, and, and certainly Alan Moore and William Love and sure. everybody's been Absolutely. there, Philip Davidson, but... Um, but right now, you've made a huge impact in our church, and I appreciate that. So, I, and and you didn't, you know, accept my offer to come be our music minister. But but uh, <laughs> look what uh, you got instead. What, oh, we got we got, got the, we got, got a gra- we got a great one. So, but I appreciate you doing that, and I just want to express that to you. So.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. I had a great time at Woodland Heights, and the, the people were so warm and responsive. And, and uh, uh and you're right. I felt like when we got there, there was a little. Uh, Uh, worship identity crisis just because you had had such a variety and to me that's what happens in a lot of churches is we find ourselves chasing after people's uh, preferences and things Mm -hmm. like that and are trying to be all things to all people and we just don't know who we are sometimes. So mm-hmm. I think you guys have done a fantastic job at, at discerning what your identity is, at the mm-hmm. crowd you're gonna reach, uh, and not being all things to all people, because you can't. Right. But yet to not be catering to styles and preferences, but to be catering to what's gonna help your people Worship God. yeah, And I think you've done a great job with it. I followed your church uh, in these last years and I see only great things. I'm so excited. And every time I see a Woodland Heights person, it's still just like a family reunion. They're, yeah. just, they're so yeah. warm and gracious to yeah. me. So I cherish that time.
1: Yeah, well, we, we greatly appreciate it. It's made an impact on us. Um, so so for 10 years, you were here at the state convention. You, you left, uh, you know, the full time, you know, worship minister, music minister in a local church, which you've done for, how long did, you did that for 20 I, years? I, <laughs> I'm do trying you know, to be nice, Larry. Do you know how old I am? <laughs> I do. No,
0: I, I started my first church, so it was part-time, but I started serving in my first church the first Sunday of my freshman year at Washita, which was 1971. Wow. So yeah, it was more than twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, twenty years plus twenty years. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, well, and so then then you came here. Uh, I think I knew a few of the guys that, that were in the similar role to you before that. Um, but one of the things that, that that you know I think about as I was sharing this with with Caleb as well about what you did, I appreciate this that I because I, I would see you when I was at the association. You would you would be coming through town or or you know on the road somewhere. But if a music minister, no matter what size church he was in, bivocational whatever, um, you you would make a beeline to them. You would connect with them. You'd come to them, and you became you became the pastor to all those music ministers in the state. That not that they hadn't had that before, but I. Even to this day, that's made a huge impact, and I know that Jim Daniels doing a great job in Absolutely. that role. And and you know, I was like probably a lot of people like, well, hey, he's not Larry Grayson, and uh, and <laughs> that dead. but th- and that's a tribute to you. But I know how much um, how much these brothers loved you, and ma- you made an impact. And I've even watched it watching the music ministries of our churches. Um, again, I like said, well, that's got that's got some Larry Grayson in it. And they're just in how they handle this, how they deal with that, and. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that and how, you know, I, I know you found joy in that. In oh, absolutely. That.
0: Yeah, unbelievable joy. Uh, you know, I, I would go back to those 10 years before I came here and being what I would term, I guess, a denominational worker. Yeah. Oh, that was never, ever on my radar screen. In mm-hmm. fact— no offense to anybody, but it's probably one of the last things I wanted to do. I love the people who did it, right. but I thought, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And then when God very clearly said, this is what I want you to do, then I came here and I found incredible joy in mm-hmm. almost everything it did. But you're talking about the relationships with the worship pastors in our state. Wow, that was such a joy to serve them and to know them. I think I had I had in my my life two things one of the things I had discovered is that isolation is never your friend. Mm. Uh, And we can can be around thousands of people, but we can still be isolated because Mm. we don't have that personal contact. We don't have somebody to go to. And I also remember a time in my life when I really needed somebody to talk to. But I couldn't talk to staff members because it was it was related to the church. I didn't right. want to, you know, spread discord in any yeah. way. Yeah. Couldn't talk to the church people, of course, yeah. because you know they're my great friends. But I, there's things that you just can't share with them. So I I wanted somebody to go to. Well, in my mind, I thought, God, if I can be that for even one person hmm. in these years of serving the convention, it'll be worth it. Yeah. And consequently, you know, I was honored when when guys would trust me and would talk mm-hmm. to me about things. I jokingly laugh. It's a good thing I don't have a great memory because I have so many little <laughs> secrets swimming around in my head that I can never share because I'd be betraying trust. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember them anyway, yeah. so it's okay.
1: <laughs> well, and, you know, I, I know, I know this, and, 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 you know, Greg Childress, we love Greg. He's done a great oh, job in our church. But I know when he would come back from one of those meetings where y'all would have a round table or something that you've done, and he's done that since he's been with Jim as well, mm-hmm. and he's loved him continuing on with that. But that there is something unique about music ministry, and among the ministers on staff, is that the work that you do, this, the skills that you have, the training that you have. Uh, there may be guys on staff in churches that are trained musically, but you know, in our in our in our situation. Uh, I think Steve can sing, but the rest I'm not. I know Rox Horton can't can't sing, uh, and and uh, uh, you know so so it, it is a very unique skill set that while we may the rest of us may have some ministry uh, common things as far as training and, and experience it is unique that mm-hmm. we're all there together and I think that's what for the guys really build a bridge. Is, hey, there's somebody that understands me and at the same time understands ministry. It's not just hey we're not just oh, trying to do. Uh, you know, hit all the right notes and, and musically be perfectionist, but how do we do this as ministry? And I think right. that's that's where you helped and you made an impact with with guys to, hey, we want to be, we want we want to, we're not performing, but we want to lead in worship and with excellence. But then still, the day to day, you know, it's like it's just like with a pastor, you know, we're we're. It's not just about preaching it's not just about Sunday Absolutely. morning it's all the Absolutely. other things that go with that
0: Absolutely yeah I uh, you know I teach that even with my students at, at school that you know we have to be great at our craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just an, you know an assumed but if that's all we are then you know we're not prepared to be a minister in the church because we're a minister using the tool of music mm-hmm. and you know that's really incredible. The, one of the terms that I use with my students now all the time that I love is we are singing theologians. And mm. uh, that, mm, you know, good. our theology has to be so solid. We're the only people that actually put words into the church members' mouths mm. uh, that they repeat back to us through music and singing. And if we put anything that's not true, so, yeah. you know, that's just really important that we have that understanding of our, our whole people skills, theological yeah. skills, musical skills, all that. And I think for the longest, we didn't necessarily have that. Yeah. in our in our mind yeah, yeah. you know That's a at great least way put let me that. take that back I don't want to slam my buddies out yeah. there. this guy did not have yeah. that as a, in yeah. the forethought of his yeah. mind yeah. and so when i realized i needed to change my thinking you know then that kind of became uh, an issue with me a great thing and the roundtables you mentioned oh I love those yeah what a great and safe yeah. time yeah for guys in this who understand each other right and for us to be together and to uh just yeah to share it's yeah. great
1: we well, just had and we just had one at our church. Jim came yes, and did one at our yes, church I know. there was I went I went in there kinda of snuck in the back. I know I'm not supposed to be in there. But uh, <laughs> I watched them and just, just and they spent a big part of the day together and just fellowshipping and it was I know it was very beneficial for all Got of them. Jim is doing a fantastic that, yeah. job. I'm yes. so proud to
0: see him yeah. and uh, succeeding at what he's doing, and he now has the first praise works as 2019 hanging over his head, and joy works. Yeah, and don't uh,
1: you wish you could be over that again?
0: Uh, no.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, no.
0: Yeah, I yeah. told Jim if he needs anything, I'll be there behind the scenes if he wants me to be, or I will be long gone on vacation in Florida, whatever he wants me to be.
1: <laughs> but so one one of the roles you had state convention was was obviously leading master singers oh, again yeah. goes back to the the. Uh, uh, working with music ministers, but but again, master singers is lay people in the churches as well. Absolutely, uh, and a lot of a lot of people involved in that. But probably, I would assume that it was probably the. It was a huge group of folks when at its peak. When you know, prior to COVID, we had a great number of folks. In fact, The last concert you did before COVID was at our church. Absolutely, February 13th. We, sh- we shut then, it. We shut it down yeah, after that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: February 13th, 2020. Yeah. It goes down in my mind. and will never be forgotten. But
1: one of the things, and I think again, this is where you made an impact with with uh, churches and music ministers, was in in mission trips to Ukraine. Mm. Um, I mean, Jerry Miller's a good personal friend of mine. And, you know, Jerry, um, you get him to talk about Ukraine, along with several other guys who've been over there, and they begin to weep. And this was prior to all the things that are happening now. Um, So there was just, I mean— Talk a little bit about those trips and the impact that that made on you, and maybe even anything as that as that relates to today.
0: Sure, I I was looking for and praying about a mission opportunity, and one of my very good friends in North Texas, Trent Blackley, uh, is in charge of the Singing Men of North Texas. That's mm-hmm. what their state group is called, and they do just the guys. And they had been to Ukraine, and I had followed their trips several times. And in my heart, I had almost been jealous. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just be honest with yeah, it thinking yeah. that, wow, God, I wish we had an opportunity where we could go and serve like that. And sure enough, through Jan and Michael Gott, Michael is a mm-hmm. uh, Southern Baptist evangelist. Yeah. He spent probably the greater part, if not almost all his ministry impacting Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael has a, a heart for Ukraine like nobody else. And mm-hmm. uh, in fact, they are there now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in the midst of all that's going on. And uh, so we started talking about it and, uh, people started following into it. Our master singers bought into the Mm -hmm. the vision of it. And we went our first time in 2014. And I still, to this day, am blown away, Mm. absolutely blown away by the opportunities that God gave us during those days. Mm -hmm. Um, We sang to, um, you know, over Let's say it was over the first time it was over 10,000 people wow. the, it, what's strange is the Ukrainian people they would come to these venues and the beauty of it is these were venues for the most part that were designed to proclaim communism mm-hmm. way back yeah. okay Stalin statues had been ripped down all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and so uh, they now we were on those same stages proclaiming Jesus. Mm. and the beauty of it was everything that we sang we weren't doing a concert everything that we sang was translated on screens above us okay. so lyrically they were following everything we were saying mm. not just hearing great music because mm. great music's great music yeah. but it has little eternal value you know right. and so uh, they would follow along and then Michael would present the gospel uh, with an interpreter mm. and the people they would fill every seat and stand in the aisles and wow. they would stay they would not leave you know wow. we Americans we're spoiled yeah. there's not a seat for me I'm out. Right. In fact, even if it's crowded, I may be out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, now this is this selfish American speaking uh, that's, here. Okay? That's true. That's All right. True, but. So, uh, but they would come and stand in the aisles for the entire, entire hour and 45 minutes. They would never sit down. They would never leave. They would stay. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when the invitation was given, uh, they were so ready to respond. Mm. And uh, so we were just blown away. Such a loving and gracious people. Mm. The first time we went, bless their, their country and their hearts, um, they, uh, they had just finished the big inner turmoil at Kyiv where they had mm-hmm. kind of that, that revolution that had gone yeah. on the country. And Kyiv was just destroyed downtown, all kinds of stuff going on. And the people were so gracious and saying, thank you for coming, especially at this time. Mm. okay and then we're, we went back four uh, four years later and we were scheduled to go 2022 yeah so it would have been one more opportunity to go and share the gospel wow. and from that i will tell you that not only my heart my life my my yearning for missions my yearning for sharing the gospel changed mm. but from that is where I started even with master singers in the local church mm-hmm. every time we sing now, there's a gospel presentation. That had not been done in my time. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it had been previously, Mm -hmm. but in my time it had not been done. But I thought there are people that are hearing this great music with great lyrics, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. We've got to make sure they understand that before they leave here. Right. Really? So we started doing that, and it's just been wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're right. You get you get my buddy Jerry Miller, and you get some of those yeah. guys going, and you've got a you've got a conversation on your hand because yeah. they are passionate yeah. and love with serving that country.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think I think it did not not that music ministers don't think about missions, but I think it really put that on the forefront with so many of those guys and ladies as well who went who had this experience. And again, it was, you know. We went to Belarus, and our, we've had folks in our church go and had similar experience, similar part of the world. Um, but it's just—I think it's impacted them in, in a real positive way. And I think that's again—that's one of the reasons I'm calling you, Baptist Statesman—is that that impact is going to go on. Unfortunately, things in Ukraine have changed, and opportunity to go back may be limited, you know, at least for the short time. But uh, that's been—that's been huge, and again. Uh, the passion comes out real quickly when y'all talk about that. And oh, absolutely. I appreciate, I appreciate absolutely what, you know, how many how many were impacted by that. So how many how many people went on those trips? Was that
0: the first trip we had? It was in the 80s, if I remember wow. of us. Yeah. And the second trip, if my memory uh, is serving me well, it was in the 70s. Yeah. And then this last trip that we were going on would have been back to back in the 80s. Yeah. So uh, and, and I mean it's an expensive trip. Uh, but churches were willing to step in, but there were a lot of people who couldn't go because of expense. Yeah. There were some who were afraid to go, yeah. and you just don't convince somebody uh, until God gives them a piece yeah. that they should yeah. go. But there were some who were afraid to go for whatever reason. But even in my doubt, God mm-hmm. always provided us exactly, yeah. exactly what we needed.
1: Yeah. And and to think now that some of those people you impacted, you know, that, that heard the gospel. You know, now that may be what they're clinging on to. Uh, I have one picture.
0: I wish I, you know, I wish there's a way to show it right now. I have one picture of all of our photos in one of our our concerts of worship there where there was a whole section over here of military young men dressed Mm. in uniform Mm. that had come to hear that night. And I have often gone back to that picture and looked wondering, did they find Jesus? Mm -hmm. Are they alive today or have they given their lives in this, this war that's going on? So that's a very personal uh, moment for me going back and looking and wondering and just thanking God that whatever impact we might have had, uh, that we got to have that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, so you, again, we mentioned this earlier, you, after you'd been in the convention for 10 years, um, you moved into a new career for you, uh, uh, and not re, you're not retiring. You, you've just moved into a new, you're doing, uh, working with even younger people with college students at Washita, and, and was just on the campus this past weekend. Um, and so tell us a bit about your role and what caught, what, what led you to, to jump into that role and then what you are doing in, in, in that role now.
0: Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I do not know how to retire, evidently. That's what people keep telling me. This is supposed to be a halftime job, but we know there is no such thing as a halftime job. But I don't want it to be halfway done either, Mm -hmm. so that's really important to me. But uh, Dr. Sells, our president, and Dr. Gerber, who was chair Mm -hmm. of the department, uh, division of music, excuse me, and uh, uh, they talked to me almost as soon as I had announced my retirement here and asked would I be interested. And I have to be honest with you, and I've said this, every job I've ever entered into in my life, I have thought, God, I'm not capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, am, are you sure you want this? Mm-hmm. But finally resolved to, to give it a shot. And uh, so I have been serving in two years now. And what we have done is, uh, in my, it, it, actually, back up there, I'm mumbling. It came out of my years at the convention. Mm-hmm. Because during my years at the convention, church after church after church was desperately looking for somebody that was had a great skill set, that understood ministry, that had people skills, that loved the church multigenerationally, mm-hmm. and all those things were so, so important, and they were very hard to find. They always did this. There was always a list of people who wanted to serve. There was always a list of churches that wanted, mm-hmm. but they did not mesh well because the differences uh, in what their expectation was. Right. So I thought, okay, uh, God, is this something that you want mm-hmm. that I could do, have any influence on? The other part of it was, is that you're a, you're a a seminary guy and have gone far in that but more and more churches are not expecting and Mm -hmm. people are not going to seminary particularly immediately after college in the area of worship now hear me I'm not saying don't do that uh, so I'm not discouraging that because I think there's great uh, you know great education there right but they're not and churches aren't even expecting it Mm -hmm. Uh, and so uh, I'm my goal was can we develop a new degree which we've done that will prepare them more to walk out of here and be ready to walk into, maybe not a Woodland Heights yet, Mm -hmm. but walk into a church and be ready to serve and have the skills and the love for Christ and the ability to do that and kind of start meeting these needs Mm -hmm. and give them some experience and then they can, you know, branch out and do even more. So in the first year, Dr. Gerber and Dr. Sells were so on board, let's work on a new degree. So I got together a group of guys uh, really across the country mm. that are extremely successful at what they do. Yeah. Uh, the You know, the Rick Briscoes, the, mm. um, the Carlos Hictors, the all those people that maybe Carlos wasn't on that board, but he's on another one now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, these people, and I got them together, Mark Meyer, and we all spent hours in Zoom calls mm-hmm. and trying to revamp what would make this degree applicable. Yeah, yeah. So now we have a, a bachelor, uh, a BA, Bachelor of Arts in Worship Studies. So the last group just graduated with the BM in Worship Arts. Mm-hmm. And the last people just graduated with the BA in Worship Ministry that was in Pruitt. So we have a brand new degree now, mm-hmm. and it involves uh, hours and hours of worship studies classes. We were mm-hmm. able to add those in there. It has a minor in, uh, in Christian and thio- theology, hmm. so it's the, you know, that's included Singing as a part of it. It's Singing right. theologians, that's yeah. it, yeah, yeah. and uh, so, and uh, you know me, I've been recruiting like crazy, mm-hmm. and uh, so this year, we graduated uh, four worship art students. that were great. Uh, next year, we'll still be a slim, a couple of great students who will be our first in this new degree, mm-hmm. but this past year, uh, we brought in, and this is not a pat on the back, but it's just they're they're seeing the need and they're meeting the need. Mm-hmm. We brought in uh, 12 freshmen. Uh, wow. And then this next year, we have 11 freshmen coming in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping my goal in my head, and God's probably going to blow me away and exceed that, was if we could have 40 at a time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that we could kind of yeah. start producing maybe what yeah. we needed out there. Yeah. So we still haven't graduated the first group yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they haven't, affirmed that they're going to stay with me the whole time yet. Yeah. They, you know, college kids change their majors yeah. all the time, sure, so you just yeah. never know. Yeah. But I, I love them. They have a heart for God. Mm. They're doing a great job. They're growing leaps and bounds. Mm. Uh, they're getting practical, hands-on experiences. I almost, maybe to a fault, made this degree very practical. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't walk into a Woodland Heights or some church and not have the experience that they needed yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, if they needed to do a choir, any church, any size, any style. That's mm-hmm. my mantra. Yeah. And so I kind of want them to be prepared to walk in. That they may not be a pro in all those, but right. I can do this. Yeah. And so yeah. dick in and let's make it happen.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a blessing to the church. And I think all those guys you named that were on your – those are all Washtag guys too, are not they? Almost all. Uh, the only
0: yeah. – I, I added David McKinney, who's yeah. David McKinney a friend of Arkansas he Baptist. He just wished he could have gone to I hope you hear that, David. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. <laughs> David was the only one on yeah. there that was not a Washita grad. Yeah. And well,
1: uh, and you know, and all those guys you mentioned too, including yourself, had that ability to go and work in all churches because you've you've been interim in some small churches that sure. you know cer- certainly were different than than the larger churches you've served in in different styles. But I think that is so needed. And just having been through that after you left to go through the interview process with guys, a lot of great guys that were skilled, but. Okay, you're going to fit, in, fit into our worship right. identity, and, and I would have to say, man, I love you, and I think you're wonderful, but you don't have the skills or the, the training maybe to do what we need to do here. And, and, and you know, not again, you are not knocking seminary education. Oh, no, 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 no. But, no, but no. what many of those guys will do, even if they chose to go to seminary, they're going to serve in the meantime. They need to be prepared. Absolutely. Uh, just as, you know, I'm sure you did. I did as well. I was I was pastoring while I was still going to school. Right, so. right.
0: And, the, you know, the four years or five years, whatever it takes, uh, the degrees for four. But when they get through, sometimes they need a break.
1: Yeah.
0: Sometimes going right on to school works, works Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely. But most of most of our guys now do go back at some point, either online mm-hmm. or personally, and they do get a master's. Yeah. Uh, but they're just not ready for it at that time. And so they get some hands-on experience by serving in the local church. Yeah. What a blessing to them! What a blessing to that church! Yeah,
1: well, I, the uh, I'm I was excited when I heard you're going there because I do think that's such a need, and and I love Washtenaw, and I'm, oh, I'm thrilled to see what's happening there with that. Um, so you're you've got what what's you've got the new degrees at Washtenaw. Anything else on the horizon you're thinking about, or are things that are exciting you about ministry in the in the days ahead?
0: Well, I just uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see churches. More and more churches that are moving away from this style emphasis to put the emphasis back on the hearts of the people and mm-hmm. their connection with God. Yeah. Not what you like, not what I like. Yeah. Because if I tried to change your preferences, Larry White, there's no way I could do it. Because no. you know I'm what an you. I'm old man, and I'm setting my ways. <laughs> you know what you like, and that's <laughs> yeah. just that's a waste yeah. of time. Yeah. But this whole multi-generational aspect that's coming back. We went through a period of time and some churches still may need to do this, where that they do multiple services, multiple mm-hmm. styles. Sometimes that's the only way to bring peace for the time. Yeah. But churches have longed to come back together from yeah. multi-generational worship. You know, as a kid, mm-hmm. they want to work with their, worship with their grandparents mm-hmm. and grandparents. Yeah. What a pouring into the hearts yeah. of their children and even their kids. And so if we make all these divisions, that doesn't happen. And I just don't see that scripturally being what we're supposed to do. Not condemning. I mean, I know know that had to happen in a lot of churches and Mm -hmm. still may have to happen in some to get us through this Style war, okay? Mm -hmm. But I see, I hear so much less of that now. I'm so excited about that. And I see people talking about, you know, a heart of worship. Uh, Worship being revelation and response. God Mm -hmm. reveals himself. That's what we're doing. We're not getting what I like. And so it's God revealing himself to us, Mm -hmm. and we respond to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's only one way to respond, and that's on our knees with hearts wide open and surrender to him. And so I just love that. So I see that going on. Uh, I'm enjoying still doing interims. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I, I sur- I'm trying to surround myself with friends that will say, it's time, Larry, when it's <laughs> when I don't need to be doing that anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy that people just kind of mm, he should go away. <laughs> I, I don't want to be that. I want to be effective. And so I hope I've surrounded myself yeah. with honest friends yeah. who will say no, it's yeah. time.
1: You're you're a long way from that, Larry. Larry <laughs> I assure you that. Well, the, the the those things excite me, and I appreciate that. And I would just you know one thing: is our our collective students are. Youth group. In fact, you led that while you were there, I guess, for a little while. Yes. And, uh, Man, that has grown so much, and I know that we got some that are thinking about music ministry. In fact, there's there's a handful in that group that are thinking, "Hey, this is something that I may want to do later on." Oh, I've already so had some conversations. I, I with know a you. Few in, of fact, them. in fact, I, there's one I've been talking to, the uh, and, and to their mom too. Yes, absolutely. The, uh, we're talking about the same <laughs> one. <laughs> That's right. But if I would just say to our students, and even some college students, hey, if this is something you're interested in. I wish they would explore Ouachita, uh not just Wichita, but but mainly but the things that you're doing there. Uh, I think would greatly prepare them for ministry and and uh, just at least at least give that an option. And I want to say this: this is probably you you probably need to be off the page on this one. There are so many people that will look at Washington and say, "Well, that's not for me. I can't go there." Even even some will sometimes look at the price tag mm-hmm. and say, "I can't afford that." And I say to them again and again, "I was there as, as a kid growing up." that was not that probably was not my parents had to make some sacrifices but just like my wash my wash graduate just finished she is debt-free we mm-hmm. don't owe a dime wash is great with scholarships and other programs and i know that larry wood and that the faculty and dr sales all of them will do everything they can to make sure a student is able to get there and, and be able to have a great education and so and that's true with williams and other schools Absolutely. as well um, but i appreciate i appreciate washita and so Don't ever let that be a factor and not. Not participate. That, that was a free advertisement for Washington.
0: Oh, I love it. Thank you for that. Yes. And I say the same thing. I talk to students all the time and the price tag, you know, sticker shock sometimes when you yeah. first look at it. But, you know, your academic, if you have, if you have a good GPA, that automatically gets you some great money. Uh, music scholarships, we can stack on top of those. If you play in the band, you can get more on top of that. Mm-hmm. Not to be a music major even, you can get yeah. more on top of that. And then we have this beautiful thing that I did not know about till we got there called endowed scholarships. Yes. Where people have given money over the years, and I have so many scholarships that I can give to worship majors to increase on top of what yeah. of what they've already gotten to reward them yeah. for going to class, for making the grades, for putting forth the effort. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm concerned now because my numbers are going up. I don't have enough endowed to go around, hint, hint. But anyway. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah but yeah, yeah it's it's doable it really yeah. is yeah. and they work with you so and i would consider it a great privilege and honor just to visit with yeah. any student who thinks god might be calling me in worship ministry yeah uh and uh so I, I would i would love it so let's do it
1: absolutely absolutely well larry i appreciate your time i appreciate you coming to, to oh, visit privilege. with us and uh I'm honored. our folks are going to enjoy this i know and this is again this is the last of this series on baptist statesmen, people who made an impact. In Arkansas, their imprints there. I think the unity we have, doctrinally and just in our fellowship, is a tribute to you men that have that have made this impact and that keep on doing that. Everybody I've also interviewed of the of the ten men are all still actively serving all the way to Don Moore and Jimmy Sheffield who've retired multiple times and right so so you're you're in a good line of guys who don't know how to retire so but we've appreciated this and again if you enjoy watching this or listening to it share it with somebody else and uh, and then let us know that as well we appreciate that well thank you for watching thank you for being part of this Larry, thank
0: please. you thank you woodland heights have a great one.